Muli Bowanji from Stony Hill. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 30th of June, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. The country has been experiencing very cold weather. While most are attributing it to the winter season, which typically lasts from late April to July, the Department of Climate Change and Meteorological Services, or DCCMS, announced that the cold is being exacerbated by, quote, Chipoloni, end quote, weather, which means chilly, windy, and rainy weather. DCCMS warned that Chipoloni is causing strong southerly winds locally known as quote, muela, winds, end quote, and have advised against visiting the lake and other water bodies. On Tuesday the 28th, the Ministry of Health released a statement announcing that health facilities are not allowed to request a police report from patients before providing medical attention. Prior to the ministry's announcement, patients such as those with assault-related injuries or those involved in accidents were required to first report to the police and present a police report to the hospital before receiving any medical attention. The ministry said this practice endangers lives and that it isn't demanded by law. They also highlighted people's right to health care, even those with criminal allegations. They have warned that hospitals and medical practitioners who deny anyone medical assistance will be exposed to civil and criminal law sanctions. Moving on, many people are dissatisfied with the country's electricity supply. There was a nationwide blackout on Friday the 24th. It lasted for about two hours. This is following another seven-hour blackout that happened a few days ago. The electricity generation company, or Igenico, said the blackout was caused by a machine shutdown and that they're yet to find out why the machine gave out. While blackouts happened on a regular basis in Malawi, many locals are starting to lose their patience with Genico, describing the company as unprofessional and inefficient. On another note, two people suffering from sleeping sickness died in June. The deceased were both living near the Nakotokota Wildlife Reserve in the Bamba area. The spokesperson for Nakotokota District Hospital, Gary Chilinga, said the district has recorded 15 cases of sleeping sickness this year alone. He said the hospital has intensified outreach clinics for early diagnosis of disease. However, some people think there will be a severe outbreak, so much so that many primary school teachers living in the area are now applying to transfer to new districts in search of safety. A lot happened in the legal world. On Wednesday the 15th, the police arrested 19-year-old Musa John for illegal possession of Indian hemp. Last Friday, the senior resident magistrate court in Balantri sentenced him to eight years in jail. The senior resident magistrate, Bison Masunga, said he passed the sentence to deter would-be offenders. Many people deemed the sentence, quote, an unjust judgment, end quote, and demanded that Musa be fined and freed from prison. They made reference to Castell's managing director, Herb Milhale, who was found guilty of cultivating hemp at his residence, but was given the options of paying a fine of 1 million kwacha, almost $1,000, or going to jail for a year. Calls for his freedom quickly escalated to a social media movement dubbed Hashtag Free Musa. Under this movement, well-wishing locals donated over 2 million kwacha, roughly $2,000, for his would-be bail. While companies donate a plot of land, rental cover for three years, groceries, and other items to show their support. Musa's mother said her son was framed, adding that the police forced him to make a false confession. 
Meanwhile, human rights activists and lawyers have joined forces to fight for Musa's freedom. Another story caused a bittersweet joy among many citizens regarding the McDonald-Masambuka case. McDonald was a 22-year-old man with albinism. He went missing from his village in Machinga district in 2018. Court documents say that McDonald's brother, Kasim, enticed him to meet with his friends, claiming that they had found a girl for McDonald to marry. When the group reached their destination, they dragged McDonald to a garden where they cut off his limbs and burned his body. He was found a few weeks later. The case attracted the attention of many as a Catholic priest, a police officer, and a hospital worker were among the 12 people who were involved in the brutal murder. On Monday the 27th, the High Court in Balantri passed its sentence. The judge, Dorothy Kamanga, sentenced Catholic priest Thomas Mafusha, police officer Chinkondi Chileka, and three others to 30 years in prison with hard labor. Clinician Lumbani Kamanga received a 60-year term, while Kasim Masambuka was sentenced to life in prison along with a 14-year sentence. Five other people were sentenced to life imprisonment with hard labor. Hundreds of people with albinism are brutally murdered in Malawi and southern African countries due to police that their body parts, when used in witchcraft rituals, will bring wealth. Also making headlines is one of the most popular offices in Balantra City, the Pamdozi Park offices. They were sealed on Tuesday the 28th for not paying city rates. The Balanchi City Council revealed that the office building owes about 20 million kwacha, which is around $20,000. According to the deputy mayor for the council, Baraba Konajirera, Pomdazi Park officials had said that they would pay off their debt last year, but failed to do so. Many thought highly of the company, so the news of them shutting down because of lack of payment came as a shock. Over 450 students graduated from the Malawi University of Science and Technology, or MOS, on Wednesday the 29th. While presiding over the event, the vice chancellor of MOS, Address Malata, said she hoped the graduates will contribute to the country's development through the knowledge they've gained. Social media commentary shows that while people are happy for the graduates, they are concerned about the country's unemployment rates. Most of them made mention of the president's unfulfilled promise of creating one million jobs. There were some interesting developments in the entertainment sector. On Thursday the 23rd, representatives of the Sand Music Festival said they received a sponsorship of 15 million kwacha, around $15,000, from FDH Bank PLC. The bank's marketing and communications manager, Lorraine Chikula, said the move is part of its corporate and social responsibility. A representative of the festival, Wendy Harawa, expressed her gratitude for the sponsorship saying it will go a long way in supporting this year's event. The 2022 Sand Music Festival will be hosted at the Kambiri Beach Resort in Salima from September 30th to October 2nd. While waiting for the Sand Music Festival, people can enjoy another three-day event. Comedian Naya Uyu is set to host her Veleke K Night of Laughter events this weekend. The Night of Laughter will take place from Friday the 1st of July to Sunday the 3rd at the Sunbird Hotel in Mizuzu, Lilongwe, and Balantri City. Comedians set to perform at the events are William Lass, KRM from Baswana, and Zambians Nadine, Emma, Stefan, Logic, and Vumbui. Commenting on the events, Naya Uyu said she is hoping people will forget about the problems plaguing the country and have a night full of laughter instead. In our last bit, on Sunday the 26th, Hayeze Angola was named the brand ambassador for Scott's Market. 
Aizengola shot to fame in 2014, and he was the first Malawian artist to appear on Forbes 30 Under 30 list of young entrepreneurs in 2021. The manager for Scott's brand, Reinhardt Hopsch, said they decided to work with Angola because they believe his platform can help promote the Scott's brand. Angola labeled the deal, quote, a sign of growth to the music industry, end quote. That's it for this week, but we've got a question for you. Would you prefer to have a section in our updates about Malawi's best films or Malawi's best TV series? Let us know at Malawi at Rorschach.com. Pintani Buino.